Hi, Heather. It's Tara. How do I even begin to use this minute to describe the life-changing help and love you've given me? Truly, it's not enough. So I may be sending multiple ones of these. I have no words that can describe the freedom and the blessing that has come into my life because of just reading a few words of yours on a Bible app that led to your books and your podcast, your writings, and then your coaching. It has just changed my life, not only with my relationship with Jesus, but just living in freedom and a comparison-free life, something I really, truly didn't realize I was missing and thought possible until you showed me the path and the way. And I never want to go back to that old life. And I know that I won't. I know that I will continue to live in freedom because of you. So thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your gift, your friendship, your love, your grace. Just, I see God working in you in such a miraculous way. And so, so many women need this and need you. And no matter how hard this journey gets, I know that I'm never alone and that you've shown me there is an, a new way to live, a true new way to live. Hey there, friends. Heather Creekmore here. You're listening to the Compare to Who show on the Edify podcast app. If you don't have the Edify app, I'm not sure what you're waiting for, but it's a great place to find lots of fantastic Christian content. So check that out in your app store, whatever kind of phone you're on. But today, oh boy, friends, today is the Intuitive Eating Coaching Call. And I know a lot of you love these episodes. I do too. I love doing them. Today, we start off talking about vacation and intuitive eating, and somehow we land on family dynamics, what happens when the family member that watches your size no longer compliments your size. We talk about why I used to cry at the end of every vacation. Oh, we go to so many unexpected places in this episode. I think you're really going to love it. But before we go there, let me do a shout out to my client, Tara, who I know is listening to this show, but she went through group coaching in the spring and we're just finishing up and she's had an awesome experience and it's been really an awesome experience for me to work with her and all the other women I worked with through the spring coaching course. So if you resonated with anything Tara shared in her brief testimonial at the start of the show. I want to let you know that you can get into coaching and experience the kind of life change that Tara is talking about. It will not be easy. This is not like a diet where you just follow like the 10 steps and at the end of six weeks, you're a changed person. No, you're going to have to put in some work. But here's the thing. If this has been your struggle for years or decades, what are you waiting for? You know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and again and expecting different results. Bite the bullet, take the leap, whatever analogy works best for you in your life and jump into group coaching. 
I would love the opportunity to work with you. It starts in September, which I know is kind of a busy time for some of you, but we'll start mid-September and we'll go through the end of October. So you're done before the holidays. What would it look like to feel new freedom when you're around family members next Thanksgiving, next Christmas? What would it look like if you've got a fall vacation planned for the holidays to feel differently as you're preparing for it and when you're there? Friends, it's never too late to get free. Okay, if you want more information on coaching, drop me an email, heather at me, or just go to the website comparedto.me and look for the group coaching tab. Let's get right into today's episode, my intuitive eating coaching call with intuitive eating for Christian women podcast hosts, Erin Todd and Charlie Castle. You can learn more about them at intuitiveeatingforchristianwomen.com or listen to their intuitive eating for Christian women podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here, the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. I am just getting back from vacation. And in today's call, I thought maybe it would be fun to fun might not be the right word, but (laughs) it would be helpful to talk about this. I think this is truly my first vacation as an intuitive eater. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would say every other vacation before this, I have either been trying, not necessarily on a diet, because I haven't really done the diet thing purely in in years, but thinking more about wellness. And then I had my hypothyroid autoimmune disorder, my Hashimoto's and trying to like eat according to the wellness plan for that. And, and this is probably the first time I've gone on vacation and been able to kind of just, okay, I'm just going to see what it's like to just be Mm -hmm. and just eat. And, and so what did you learn? What did I learn? Okay. Well, first of all, I learned that carbohydrates over the course of now, now like I need to give full context. My dad had open heart surgery the first couple of days of my vacation. Nothing says vacation like a hospital. Right? Uh-huh. So, so things got a little wonky. Um, we were planning on going to see them anyway. And then he ended up in the hospital and needing surgery. And so I went early. So I was, I was actually gone kind of quote unquote on vacation for two full weeks. Okay. Um, but my family didn't arrive until I guess day five or six. And so I, I had, you know, a good week and a half of what felt a little bit more like vacation. And, and so there's a stress component to that, I guess, is, was the reason why I share that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had this, like, I'm a little stressed out and, you know, quite candidly, you're in the hospital, like all day long and there's just hospital food options, but it was funny. So like even the hospital side of things, like I went down to the cafeteria and there's, you know, everything in a hospital cafeteria. 
but I got like sweet potatoes and vegetables and like, because that's what I wanted. I was just like really craving and the sweet potatoes. It's kind of funny how our bodies know what brings them comfort. Like the sweet, it was like a sweet potato mash with like cinnamon and nutmeg and stuff. And so it kind of felt like Thanksgiving and it's obviously not Thanksgiving time, it's summer, but I was like, Oh, like I want this. (laughs) I want the biggest serving of this possible. And so it was kind of neat to see or to feel my body just like doing what it craved. Now, I will also say that I didn't get enough protein in that, like that particular meal. And so I found myself like finishing my daughter's hamburger and (laughs) doing other things was like, Oh, probably miscalculated there. But the rest of vacation, um, I did something I've never done before on vacation, which was I ate breakfast. And by eight breakfast, now, so my mother's love language is going out for breakfast. <laughs> that's like that's like her favorite thing in the world. <laughs> and there are fantastic places to go out for breakfast near where they live. And my usual, like the the Heather on vacation at the going out to breakfast, because we would go anyway, mm-hmm. but I would order like one egg scrambled and coffee, or I would not order at all. Um, and again, it wasn't necessarily a diet, but it was more like my, my mediator release test, which some people will know what that is. Some people won't, but it's essentially like a test of you're not fully allergic to things, but you kind of have an allergic response later to some things. So on that test for me, and I just actually popped up on Facebook, it's been a decade since I've taken that test. So these, this is information I've worked up like worked on for 10 years now, which shocked me. Mm -hmm. Um, but that said, I can't have anything with oats, um, gluten, of course, dairy, of course, eggs, pork, and then a a variety of spices. And so essentially that like ruled out everything that is ever on a menu at breakfast. Mm -hmm. And so operating from those decade old results, I would go to breakfast and not get anything. But since my Hashimoto's is under control and since I've been trying intuitive eating, I'm like, I'm just going to see what it's like to be a normal person and order something off the menu that is normal. And so I have the most delicious orange cranberry muffin at this little breakfast place that specializes in these giant delicious muffins. I had lemon poppy seed pancakes. I had all of these fantastic things. And guess what? I think I normally now I'm not weighing, but I think I normally come home from vacation and I know like I've gained weight. Like that's just the, the dieters normal experiences. You go on vacation, you come back, you're like, Oh, I gained five pounds or I gained 10 pounds or whatever. I don't actually think I gained any weight on this vacation. And, and so that's a little mind boggling. Now, again, I haven't weighed, so I don't know, but my clothes don't necessarily feel tighter. They feel the same. Um, and I just, you know, I just kind of feel the same in my body, but I also noticed that like when I got the lemon poppy seed pancakes, for example, there were two of them and they were bigger than my face. Okay. So they were good size pancakes and I ate I probably get the equivalent of one mm-hmm. and then I didn't want any more. I didn't binge on them because it was like, Oh, it's my only chance to get pancakes. Okay. I have to eat it all. Right. And I think 
that mentality would have characterized a vacation for me before. Okay. Well, like I would be disciplined at breakfast knowing all of my things, but then by lunch is like, screw it. I'm having pizza <laughs> or whatever. Right. And then all the other things like, yeah, dairy's on that list, but it wouldn't have bothered me when we went out for ice cream. <laughs> like, you know, just again, my irrational, uh, like the rules apply now. Oh, the rules don't apply now. This is vacation. The rules are off. It's vacation. Right. And so, um, so I didn't, I didn't have that mindset. I was just like, what do I want? What am I hungry for? I'm going to eat that. And even with like sweet treats where I, I know some of my, some of my listeners would say like, Oh, I get like so addicted. I have felt that ad- addicted quote unquote feeling on vacation before was like, so my mother, my mother's the queen of sweets and, and loves to give the kid. I mean, it's like, Oh, make brownies. Oh, let's go out for ice cream an hour later. And Oh, there's like candy sitting on the counter. Like it's that kind of like overload. And I on vacation before it's been like, okay, I'm just, Oh, I'm just going to have one of these peanut butter cups. She has sitting on the counter. Oh, I'm just going to have four more of these peanut butter, you know, and then, Oh, I'm going to go out for ice cream too. And it was like eating all the time. I can't get enough sugar, but I didn't really feel that way. And we went out for ice cream one night and I, cause I really wanted this, this really special ice cream place. And there's this amazing flavor with like those peanut butter pretzels but they're chocolate covered peanut butter pretzels inside the chocolate ice cream. It's delicious. Um, and had big swirls of peanut butter. I'm a big chocolate peanut butter person. Um, and so I really wanted this ice cream. My husband stopped and we got some, and then like the next morning was my nephew's birthday and they went into God for ice cream after breakfast because it was his birthday. And I think the non-intuitive eating Heather would have gotten ice cream then, right? Like last, yeah. last gas for 50 miles is what one of my clients yeah. used to say, like, woohoo, we're go, we're going home tomorrow. This is my last chance. I'll eat ice cream for breakfast. But I had just had my lemon poppy seed pancakes and I didn't want any ice cream. And mm-hmm. so I sat there not as a martyr, like, oh, I'm going to be good while you all eat your ice cream. I just sat there and I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. And I didn't need it again. Less, less than 15 hours later. But so it, it was, it was interesting to observe yeah. those changes in behavior for me. Yeah. So good. Um, those are like two of my favorite flavor combinations, mm. the orange cranberry and the lemon poppy seed. I'm me three. Chocolate <laughs> and peanut butter. So I'm like, woo, my mouth is watering. <laughs> Making everyone hungry today. I love it. I want to hear a little bit about, so was your breakfast, the muffin and the pancake? Uh, Well, that was two different, two different times. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you pair them with something or were they standalone? Yeah. So when I got, I think the muffin time I did just get scrambled eggs Okay. and then, um, a muffin came with my husband's meal. So I ate his Uh muffin. Um, And uh, yeah, and my pancakes, I had scrambled eggs and bacon with those. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh my gosh. And I don't say perfect as like, good job, Heather. That was (laughs) (laughs) just like, okay, I understand what you ate. Um, So they they probably had some staying power. Yeah. Yeah. With the protein. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's awesome. Especially because that's something that's special for your mom. 
like you said, that's her love language. And it's like you accepting her gift, right? Like you allowed her to love on you in that way. Yeah. Have breakfast with her and it probably felt special for her. Yeah. I mean, I never really thought about it from the love perspective, although I've talked about it before, even on the show, but thinking back how it may have felt totally unloving for me to sit there and be like, I can't eat anything here. And I, you know, I don't know that I did it in a rude way, but probably a little, a part of my heart was like, I don't, I don't even know the right word to capture it. Um, maybe thinking about myself first, like I'm being dismissed in this breakfast thing, but I will go. And you all just don't know what it's like to have these health issues that I have. Um, and then probably to go one step further down the yicky road thinking like my mom has diabetes Mm -hmm. and, um, and so watching her order what she wants and thinking, Oh, mom, you should not eat that. And this time I observed a little bit better how she will order a big breakfast with the blueberry pancakes are her favorite and all the things. And she maybe gets through like four or five bites of the pancake at the most (laughs) and eats a little bit of her egg and, you know, her bacon or whatever. And so checking my own judgmental spirit and unloving attitude and, um, I don't know, food Nazi tendencies, <laughs> um, I think it was, was also a, a part of it just seeing, oh, hmm, that version of Heather may not have been the most loving version. Yeah. Ooh, this is a road I would love to, to go down. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. go down this sure. road. Let's like, go. This opened a big <laughs> Oh, tell me a little about your mom. And her diagnosis and your experience with that. Yeah. So she has had diabetes probably for 20-ish years. Um, But my mom is a chronic, is recovering, I'd say, um, chronic dieter. As I look back at her patterns, it was definitely a um, restrict binge, restrict binge cycle that kept her yo-yoing. And so when she got diabetes, not a super shock because I've, I've joked like my people don't die of cancer. We die of like endocrine disorders, (laughs) because like the diabetes, the thyroid, like all of that stuff is like strong in my family history. I think, you know, we've had several, you know, the uncles and aunts, the great uncles and great aunts, you know, that have, have, have died from from diabetes complications, that sort of thing. But I'm also watching what I think, because I'm writing this book on aging now, I'm watching with more awareness of how women's bodies, and I don't want to take this down a completely different road here, but how women's bodies change through age. And I'm seeing like, part of it, I think is just that, like now that she's in her seventies, she has a different body and a different appetite than she did when she was in her like perimenopause and postmenopause, like immediate postmenopausal years, right? Which is a different body than she had when she was in her 30s and 40s, like, you know, fighting the size of her body, which, you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's just kind of the cycle of life. It's not that she's mastered her food now because of 
disease. It's that now she's, you know, kind of more falling into lines of what someone over 70 <laughs> kind of looks like. So I don't know. I don't know if that answered your question or not, Shar, but, but that's uh, kind of been her journey. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I think it's just good to kind of explore it. Do you guys ever talk about food body or struggles? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. I, I have, I think had enough, um, not super deep conversations, but enough surface or just below the surface conversations where I think now she understands that like the dieting didn't get her where she wanted to be. And I was talking to her about intuitive eating. It was probably a year ago in the, in that ballpark. And, and she was like, Oh, well, that's what I do now. And I was kind of like, mm, I don't know about that mom, <laughs> but, but it, it is more from the fact that she is not following a plan, mm-hmm. which she has been on a plan for, you know, most of life. She's not following a plan. And she eats what she wants to eat when she's hungry. Now, candidly, I think there's a little bit of, and I'm, I'm hearing more about this, the old age anorexia Mm -hmm. where like the skinny, the skinny that's coming with me getting older feels good. And so I'm not going to eat very much to feel this feeling. Um, but, um, but yeah, so, I mean, she, she knows where I'm at. And I think she would agree that, oh yeah, all those diets don't work. Now I will also say this is going to take it a little bit deeper. Um, but I know this, this is something that I've talked to clients about. So I know my experience is not alone here. I have been, um, I have been taught to measure my performance in the arena of weight and size by her response to my body, my person, when she sees me. And so I have had to come to grips with the reality that mom doesn't tell me I look good anymore. Mm. And I would say that hurt for a while um, in the last couple of years. And, and this time I was watching for it probably because I just had a client where I had this whole conversation about it. I was like, Oh yeah, I get that. Um, so I was watching for it, like listening for the, Oh, you know, like even the, like, you still look good. I mean, you're almost 50 years old and you have four kids, you know, like some sort of even like measured response like that. And I didn't get one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so learning to be okay without, mom's a stamp of approval on my current size. Ouch. Yeah. Hey friend, are you sick and tired of stressing over your body? Are you to the point where you are ready to do something? Okay, you've tried all the diets, you've tried all the wellness programs, you've tried all the exercise programs, and you still aren't comfortable in your own skin. My friend, we need to work together. Now, 
let me be clear, this isn't a magic pill you're going to take. It's not another diet. But in my group coaching sessions, I try to put you on a path to freedom that you can continue to walk for the rest of your life. We have such a great time in group coaching. I bring women together and hopefully in a lot of cases, they've been able to stay friends after the group sessions are over. So you leave group coaching, not with just with a renewed sense of who you are in Christ and how to overcome your body image issues, but also with friends to walk along beside you as you continue to walk this path going forward. I hope you'll consider group coaching. If you want to know more, go to compareto.me and go to the coaching tab and you can find out all about it. Sessions start in September, so sign up soon. I know it's going to fill up. So head on over to compareto.me, look for the coaching tab and sign up today. I'm excited for the chance to work with you. How does that affect, do you notice any effect thoughts wise with eating, with movement, with how did you navigate that, Heather? So in the moment, so it was really strange because I think we talked about this a little bit a couple episodes ago. I started to notice like much bigger hormonal shifts because I'm, you know, approaching menopause. I know at some level, well, I guess we all are. <laughs> we're all aging, right? Um, unless you're past it, you're approaching it. Um, it's a, you know, some degree or other. But um, but I've noticed bigger hormonal shifts. And I mean, I when it is like the week before, like I literally look down at my legs. And whether this is body dysmorphia, I'm not sure. But I think, I think it's not. I mean, I know I have body dysmorphia, but I think it, I think it's my upper legs, like swell, like they're just huge. And, and so the first couple of days we were there, like this was going on. And so I'm like getting dressed and <laughs> the mirror in the bedroom we sleep in at my parents' place is a magnifying mirror, which is horrible. I don't know who put those in. My parents didn't, <laughs> but, but I, I always have to like, look at the chair. Okay. Oh, the chair's bigger in the mirror. Okay. I'm bigger in the mirror too. Like it's this whole mental thing, but, but I just know, like I'm, I felt big, but I was able to remember, Oh wait, my period's coming. If I can just make it to Tuesday or whatever day it was, I think I'll feel better. And so I just kept saying that to myself. I just wait till Tuesday, wait till Tuesday. And sure enough, by Wednesday, I was like, oh, it's like my legs have <laughs> gotten to half their size and I feel okay. And, you know, I can butt my pants a little easier. And like, oh, I just, the relief of all of that. And so I was experiencing that. And then, yeah, like thinking about stuff with mom. Okay. A little part of me is probably writing it off to, okay, well, dad's in the hospital. Like, you know, she's got other things to think about. Um, but, but yet knowing like that's a focus. And now, I mean, to really add an extra layer to all of this, because I didn't already layer it enough. I have a teenage daughter. And so teenage daughter is getting the, oh, you're so pretty. Oh, look at how good you look. And, blah, blah, blah. and so a little bit of a very real contrast there with, oh, those were my compliments. Okay. But I was okay with it while I was there. Now I experienced some, I wouldn't 
say binging, but experienced some just like frustration and tiredness and ugh, when I got home. And so I don't know if that was just the aftermath of all of that. Like I, I know I don't process in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm extremely good in crisis situations because I can just turn it on and get what's done, done. And then I process a week later and I'm like, Oh, that was trauma. <laughs> so, uh-huh. um, so I don't know if it was that or, you know, if, or if I'm, I'm coming to better grips with the fact that that's not going to be my identity in our family anymore. And that's okay. So that's okay. So good. I think it might feel like we went down a little bit of a bunny trail when we're going to talk about vacation, but if we're talking about visiting family, Mm -hmm. Heather, this is like every client I talk to, this is their worry. I haven't seen these people, especially in the season of COVID. Maybe you haven't, you haven't seen people in a lot longer than normal and my body's different and how are they going to respond to me and how am I going to navigate that? So I think that you are not alone, that this is a big concern for people traveling. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad there is a vacation tie in. You're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking. So, so part of it, I think is breaking out of the need for that approval. Right. And and again, it's like, there's nothing wrong with that approval, right? Like that's a nice thing to tell your adult child that they're beautiful or whatever, but this is going to be a little mean. Um, but seeing also the manipulation in that, Mm. right. Like that, that manipulation that we may have carried with us for a long time. Like I remember my husband and I were going to meet my parents Well, he was going to meet my parents for the first time. And so I am, I'm 30 years old. Okay. And we're like getting like we're a half hour away or so. And I'm like, I have, I never, I'm not a primper. I just haven't really, that's just, I haven't been a primper worried about my body, but never like super primpy about my face and stuff. And I am like, I have the mirror down in the passenger seat and I am like fixing my makeup and fixing my hair. And he's like, you don't like worry that much about what you look like for me. Like you're going home. Like, where, where are we going? Like, who are we meeting there? (laughs) And I was like, Oh, you know, I just, I don't know. But that, I mean, that's been 18 years now. And I'm like, yeah, there was something to that. Like I was more worried about what mom would say about my appearance than this man I was going to marry thought about my appearance. And I know that's very real. It might be mom or dad. Like I know that's very real for a lot of people. I have to chime in here with um, a family member experience as well with that. And it not, oh, it's so complicated. And I hope this doesn't come out as like, if you've ever made a comment about a family member's body, you've done them in or mm-hmm. set them on an idle path or whatever, but all that happens. Like mm-hmm. that's what started my eating disorder history. And so like changing the dynamics, starting with us and our families is literally where this change starts happening. And yeah. I think, um, especially, yeah. For um, moms of daughters, I think this is just, this is <laughs> so important. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad it's gone in this direction with the conversation. And um, I think it applies for 
um, vacation and holiday stuff super, super heightened with food and body and perception and family and seeing people that you haven't seen in a while. But I mean, that carries over into just all aspects of life. It's just heightened. I feel like it's really heightened on vacation. You're just paying attention. I also have this layer of vacation that is like all this pressure to have a really good time, mm. which is like, I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, but it's like, I'm yeah. expected to be like, this is supposed to be really awesome. And so if anything's wrong or I make any wrong missteps or whatever, it's like, okay, I, I guess that's just, that plays out with perfectionism and control stuff that I'm sure a lot of us <laughs> yep. have, but I noticed that as a component with vacation. And um, so for me, I think on the pendulum swing coming off of dieting, it becomes to, I need to have the best Mm -hmm. food and drink and outfits and like it just needs to be like life 120 percent um on vacation which creates a lot of just all these i think the common thread here is like we are putting our eggs in the basket of something else somebody else's approval or this experience being exactly what i daydreamed it would be and it's just like we're attaching to an outcome that we really don't have control over Mm -hmm. and missing um, missing being present yeah, and the experience itself and like getting to have that super special mom breakfast with mom who loves breakfast. I mean, like, even if that's not your thing, like that's a special experience to be present for. And I just, um, oh, the family dynamics y'all, like I cannot say how important that is because, um, conditioning, how we give love and even words of love to other people and tying that in any way to their appearance. So dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Not to shame anybody who's done it, but like my thing is like, now I'm trying to never comment on people's appearance, Mm -hmm. like just at the risk of triggering somebody. Yeah. Even if I do think you look amazing today and, and like that dress is so flattering. Wow. You look fantastic. Like I would never, want to say that even if I'm thinking it just because it's just really it's really rife for problems in this culture I wish it wasn't that way but it is we every single one of us has made comments about people's Mm -hmm. bodies and their looks and um so definitely no shame but I am right there with you Erin that um I try so hard not to focus on that because it's not even that it's bad, right? Like to tell your 13 year old niece that she looks beautiful. Like it comes from such a good place and you mean that, and she does look beautiful. Um, But you know, Heather with your experience, like what happens when that compliment doesn't come? Yeah. If that's what they're tied up around and that's what, you know, there's, there's so many there's so many things that can go wrong with commenting on someone's body. Like you just don't know. Um, But one thing I always, always think about, even when someone else brings it up. Okay. So we just had family over. I have two very close family members that are on some pretty fad starvation diets Mm -hmm. Um, and I think because they know me and know how I feel and know what I do. And, um, when they're around me, I think that they are maybe on the defense. Mm -hmm. So they spend the day 
kind of defending what they're doing and talking about their bodies and all of those things. And, um, Oh, I've really navigated these waters of like, even though, look, let me just say, even though I know, and I mean, I know like this person is starving Mm -hmm. and I like want to cry thinking about their poor body and what they're going through. Even though I know that I'm still tempted to say, Oh, you look great. Like I'm, even though I feel that way, I'm still like tempted to say that. And I, um, I've really navigated through, like, I don't have to say anything about how, like they know Mm -hmm. how I feel about dieting and they like, they totally know these things. I don't need to say anything about that. I really just, you know, and they, they're telling me about what they're eating and about how their body's changed and they're defending themselves and whatever's going on. I just, I really just want to love them. Yeah. So I just try very hard to like compliment other things and, you know, talk about, you know, talk about how much I love them. And like, I just want to, who, this is, this is how you love anyone in sin. Mm-hmm. Like you already know, I don't support the sin and we don't mm-hmm. even like, we don't even need to, you know, I don't support it. And I want to make it so absolutely clear that I love you. Yeah. And I love you in it. And I love you. I'll love you through the aftermath of it. I will love you through the process of getting out of it. I will love you through the weight regain that I know is going to come. Mm -hmm. I will like, and I think I pray that. I have been able to clearly show that to them. Yeah. And that's, that's how we love all these people around us, no matter like what their body is and what journey they're on. And that has taken some work to get to. Cause I used to get like real mad yeah. at people's dieting conversations and, you know, and especially like, when you're first working through that, like it can be really triggering and like really difficult and you can be really angry. Like, how could you be so dumb? You know? And now I'm really like this place of like, it's just, it's grace. And like, I'm, I'm not mad at you. If you like one of these people has done all of my courses has worked with me one-on-one, like they know. And like, I'm not, I'm so happy. I'm not at a place where I'm like, I have failed. And like taking this personally, I'm just out of like, you know, I like, I'm here for you. Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Same thing. Jesus probably thinks as he watches us like figure out our idols and then go chase them again. (laughs) Right. Or get free. And then, Oh wait, I really liked the bondage better. What? He's like, I'm going back to so confused, (laughs) but not that Jesus is ever confused. If anyone is a theological stickler there, I'm not saying that (laughs) metaphorically, like, why would you do that? Uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be both angry and triggered (laughs) at the same time. Yeah. When I was thinking about 
kind of tying this back to like vacation and, you know, I think for most of us that have been dieters, vacation was idyllic as, you know, like an idyllic time. But the interesting thing is part of that idyllic, idyllicness, that's not really a word. Um, part of its idyllic nature was I can eat whatever I want. Yes. Right. And so I'm sure part of that was physiological, right? Well, like was, you set the stage for a binge, right? Yeah. Cause you've restricted, like, I can't eat this. Cause I'm going to the beach next week. I'm, I'm only eating like little bits. So I can, cause I'm going to the beach next week. People are going to see me in a bathing suit. Um, so yes, you physiologically have set the stage for a binge, but then to what you were talking about, Erin, like the emotional, like it just has to be perfect because it's vacation. And isn't it interesting that our perfect world, our ideal world is one where we are free with food, but yet we feel like we can only do that on vacation. Like according to who? Yes. Right. So good. Seriously, that is so good. And, and yet, and then to make, I, I don't know that that specific thing I just said was a scriptural principle, but yet kind of it is, right? <laughs> because the Bible doesn't say you should only eat certain foods and then eat whatever you want on vacation. Um, but, but then to kind of tie that back to like the physiological problem or challenge, dilemma, whatever word you want to use. But it's like, we can't, the only reason why we can't live that way is because we've chosen to live this other way where we're making our bodies starve and then I need food and then starve and then I need food. And just, you know, like the title of this to, to do intuitive eating or or whatever you want to call it to have food freedom. Mm -hmm. Um, we can have that all the time. Thanks to God's grace. (laughs) And we can trust him to help us, you know, guide us through that. And we're not going to be perfect eaters ever. There's no such thing as a perfect mom or a perfect employee or a perfect sister or a perfect daughter. So why do we think we can be perfect eaters? I don't know who gave us that idea. I do know who gave us that idea, but I don't know why we believe that idea. You know, and so vacation doesn't have to be the time to like cut loose and sow your wild food oats. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm thinking of, I'm sure everybody has, you know, the saying, where did this come from? I don't know, but you see it everywhere. There's a meme on everybody's Facebook wall at some point, like create a life you don't need a vacation from. Mm, That's good. Yeah. And, you know, I think like you can get that in Jesus. Yeah. And like, don't go crazy with me. Like there is a time for work and there is a time for rest, you know, and like vacations are not a bad thing. And there you are supposed to take time away to rest, but there's something to be said for, you know, the one thing that I ever, (laughs) the one thing that I do say to people just to pull this back, like if they're dieting or if if they're talking to me about any sort of like change in their life is, you know, is this something that like could be sustainable for Mm -hmm. you? Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying that like seasons don't change and life changes, but like, is this something that 
could be sustainable for you? Or is this something that you only think you could do for a little while? Because that's like a big red flag um, on whether that's a good change to make or not. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of how we want to set up our lives in this, like, this is sustainable for me. Yeah. And that doesn't lead to sowing your wild food oat binging on vacay. Well, I'm just thinking, I'm sitting here with a big smirk on my face. Something I used to cry at the end of every vacation. Like literally, I would cry. And I I probably could write that off to you a number of things, but I honestly think it's because to to the point of your meme, it's because, oh, I like my vacation life so much better than I like my real life. Right. I like and and I don't know what percentage of the food issue you know, is in there, right? If it's, I like being free with food, you know, if that was 30% of it <laughs> and the other 30, you know, the other 70% is, you know, I like sitting at the beach every day or, you know, yeah. but, but I'll tell you, like, I don't, uh, it's been a couple of years since I've cried at the end of vacation because I do like the life I'm going back to. Yeah. And, and I do think part of that is finding food and body image freedom that I'm not coming back to, <gasps> the diet starts Monday back to feeling bad and thinking about how I look all the time, you know, back to my full-time job as a body change (laughs) addict. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's something there for sure. Yeah. Well, any last thoughts as we wrap up? I am going on vacation coming up shortly and I feel very encouraged. (laughs) Awesome. Coaching me, Char. What happened there? <laughs> there's always a nugget for me. This is why I always there's always something that I get out of it too. I'm always like, thank you, God. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. The same for me when I coach. Erin, <laughs> any last thoughts? I just came back from a vacation too, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm really reveling in the growth moment of like I'm not having that monday mentality that i would have so every time i hit a milestone with that and i can look back and reflect on the difference and how far the lord's brought me it's just it's just a moment of gratitude and yeah. wouldn't be possible without jesus so yeah yeah when a, you, you had like a good half hour with a really amazing person on your vacation yes i did so i did <laughs> aaron and i got to meet up <laughs> <laughs> for like 30 minutes <laughs> but, um, awesome. has the inside joke there <laughs> but cool well yeah. thank thank you guys for uh having this discussion i think we went a lot of different places but i know there was something in there for everyone so thanks again thank you for listening today i hope something in today's podcast has helped you stop comparing and start living bye-bye Before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor? Leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. 
Not sure how to do it? You can go to compare to who.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at compare to who.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.